0: Welcome to this teaching from Calvary Chapel Divine, Texas. Calvary Chapel Divine is just a casual church for everyone. We meet in a common place, and we just simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. One of the things that we do emphasize is the sun, salt, and light. We want you to know and grow in the sun, Jesus, but be the salt and the light in this world. If you'd like to get more information on the church, we meet on Sundays at 10 a.m., on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. You can either come in person or watch online, but you can also submit a prayer request. Or if you have any questions about the church at all, you can just go to our website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Here's today's teaching. Uh, Today we're going to be in Psalm 42 verses 1 through 11. Uh, Pastor Jimmy, I wrote a little bit about him in here. I've known Jimmy for a long time Uh, we've served uh, Jimmy's a marine Uh, Jimmy's been with us at Grace for what 10 years 11 years nine years years. so we've served together for nine years Um, and Jimmy's a graduate part of our first class of School of Ministry that graduated and then in order for us to plant the church him and Steph had to take over the books, and God bless y'all. I'm sorry that y'all got stuck with mm-hmm. that, because it's a lot. Doing accounting is a... It's, I, me and Teresa were like, y'all sure about this? Because we knew, but in order for us to be able to go out and plant, they stepped into the office that we had, and, and really he fills in as the number two for Joe at the church, and... Um, and, and just been a blessing he's uh, started off doing uh, youth ministry with pastor Mike Rios and then when pastor Mike went to go start his business and do his thing uh, Jimmy took over uh, the youth and the youth have just it's that ministrys just exploded and and just been amazing to kind of see uh, the growth that's happened from it uh, that God is doing and and um, and, and so I have always to me is like being in the trenches with him and and i'll probably stop right here but for me being in the trenches with him in ministry i i wouldn't wouldn't give it up for anything you know it's just his heart and and the way that he serves and and so he's going to bring you the word today because i'm actually leaving when we get done here today and i pack up i'm going to corpus to actually celebrate our 35th wedding anniversary which we were supposed to do last weekend and so we're going to be out of town for a few days. And then Mr. Gary Robbins, our youngest graduate of School of Ministry, 70-something years old. Uh, but Gary is going to be here with us on Wednesday to teach, and then I'll be back in the rotation as regular. But uh, it gave me a break and also gives me some time so I can actually spend with my wife and not have to do all this other stuff. So Jimmy Rosas is going to come up and, and teach. And, and Court, if you can kill this, mic. <laughs>
1: All right, good morning. I don't know if you can hear me. I think you can hear me either way, but I know this is for online. Uh, Really can't add much to what Mike is saying. Just, it is an honor to, to know him and to serve with him. And of course, any little thing that can try to go wrong will go wrong, right? But that is quite all right. We have had quite, a week. there's such thing as uh, putting a whole year's worth of stuff into one week, yeah, we just had it. But uh, hey, God is good nevertheless, right? So before I get into any of that, um, we are going to be in Psalm 42, um, the whole Psalm, right? Psalm 42 verses 1 through 11. Uh, A title is yearning and expectation in our Lord. Uh, Break it up into two parts my soul yearns for God's, God's presence, verses 1 through 5. And secondly, my soul waits in expectation of God's power, verses 6 through 11. So if you would stand with me in, in reverence of God's word as we read this, and then we'll open up in prayer. And then I'll tell you a little bit more about myself. But the word of God reads in, in Psalm 42, it says to the Choir master master of the sons of Korah, as a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng, and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep. why are you cast down O my soul and why are you in turmoil within me hope in god for i shall again praise him my salvation and my god let's pray father god we do come before you once again lord glorifying you and exalting you lifting you up thanking you father god for this time this opportunity for this honor of bringing forth your word every time that it is entrusted to me lord i thank you for as that song was sung how you took me out of that miry pit, Lord God, out of that miry clay, Lord, and you have placed me on a solid rock, Lord God, on the solid ground, which is your Son Jesus, Lord. And there's no better place to be, Father. So, Father, today, in all that is spoken, all that is shared, all that is studied, guide us and lead us, Lord God. May we all learn. May I learn as I as I speak your word. May it be you speaking through me, Lord God. May we just have those open hearts, Lord to just receive your word. And may we continue to water it, Lord God, water it with your word so that it may grow stronger and stronger, Father. So Father, once again, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this opportunity. And come have your way in us and through us, Lord. We love you, we thank you, and we ask all this in the blessed name of Jesus, amen. Amen, you may be seated. And I may unlock this thing again. So yeah, uh, my name is Jimmy Rosas. My wife, Stephanie, seated over here, we have three daughters with us. I mean, not with us, we have three daughters, but uh, two are in the youth, Well, hold on. One is in the youth, one just graduated out of the youth group. She just graduated from high school, so she's, she'll be attending college here in the fall. Um, and we have our third one coming from the children's ministry into the youth ministry. So that's going on today So they you know, they're over there so they can record it and record all that stuff for us and everything uh, And so it's just such a blessing right to have these these Daughters, I can't believe I have three daughters, right? That's why I keep my hair short. So you don't see all the gray um, but now it's just it's such a blessing to see them um, just grow and mature in the Lord and um I have a son also he's uh 18 he lives in Albuquerque and and as Mike was saying you know we we started attending Grace Calvary Chapel and uh, I was doing parking well I guess you can call it security I was outside right doing security because I didn't have to talk to anyone right I could stay away from everyone, and, and it's funny, right? God has such a sense of humor of, of what he starts building you up for, right? I mean, from that to now speaking to people is total night and day for me, right? Like, I, I'm an introvert, so I'd rather just stay off to myself if possible, you know? Nothing against anyone. I just, I know I don't, I'm not really outgoing, and that's something I'm working on. That's something I'm allowing the Lord to work on in my life, but um, so we started serving, Started doing that ministry, and slowly, little by little, uh, the Lord started uh, just entrusting us with more, right? And and I had this big yearning to help wherever I could, and so we started helping with the youth ministry there at church. And um, all of a sudden, Mike Rios and his family, you know, they, they were going to go out on their own thing, and, and he was like, we want you guys to head the, the youth ministry, and we're like, whoa, we were just like, I think as shocked as, as anyone, but we trusted in the Lord, right? We trusted in the Lord, nevertheless. And, and uh, it's been an awesome ride with him. Uh, been an awesome ride with the Lord. It's all his work, right? What he's doing with his youth, uh, their maturity, their growth, what they're doing. And, of course, Mike, more uh, information you get with this festival, we'd love to come and bring the crew and, and do some balloon animals, you know, and do some face painting. We have done it before in Castorville, and... and you know, to God be all the honor and glory, but we were like the hit of the, of the place, right? Like, I mean, the children were just lined up. My hands, all our hands, even the youth, their fingers, fingertips and their hands were so sore from doing all these balloons, but it was well worth it. It was well worth seeing all the the children come up and everything, right? So, um, it's enough about me, but, um, you know, and all that, but let's get into this word that we just read, um, Psalm 42. So again, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be here with you all today and uh you know it's just an awesome experience an awesome time this is my third time coming out to teach my first time here but pastor roy has has invited me out to his church to teach there and uh, it's just an awesome blessing it gives me a little insight i think of what i have in store should the lord call us to go and plant a church ourselves right and it just gives me a little bit of like what it's like. You know, we're watching all the setup and everything and stuff. It's like, oh my gosh, how would we do that? I don't know. But we're just trusting the Lord, right? That's all we can do. He would bring people as he has here to help my brother Mike and, and, and everything else, right? To get the, the whole service started, right? So um, I was actually given the opportunity to share this psalm with family members a couple weeks back. And when I began sharing it with them, um, what I was sharing with them wasn't just me, of course, right? I felt led by the Lord to speak to them. And so I started writing it down and taking notes. And I was like, Lord, if this is something you want me to teach at a later time, so be it, you know? And so I just started taking notes down. And and, uh, uh, my in-laws, you know, they feel led to seek a deeper relationship with God. And, and, and that's a beautiful conversation to have with someone, especially when they're in a different type of faith, right? And I'm knocking, not knocking any faiths or anything like that, but when they're in a different type of faith, for them to admit that, hey, this faith isn't enough for me. What we're doing, what we've done isn't enough, right? And so we shared on this psalm with them. Um, and then a few weeks later, uh, my son Uh, I got to share with my son, my 18-year-old son, you know, he called me and he was like, Dad, I'm working, you know, I'm trying to do this with school now and this and that, but it's not bringing me joy or satisfaction. And he said himself, he said, Dad, I need to seek God in a deeper manner. And as a parent, I mean, you know, right? Tears coming down my eyes, right? And yeah, court, I know Marines don't cry, but this Marine does, right? But it, it was just, it, it just, the Lord just blessed me so much, just him saying those words, right? So again, I, I, I spoke with him and shared with him from this Psalm. And so as I touched it up, as I, as I read more into it and studied it, I just, uh, with Mike giving me this opportunity to come and teach here, you know, I wanted to, to share all that the Lord has shown me through this Psalm with you guys, right? So with all that said, Uh, It has been stated and believed that Psalm 42 and Psalm 43 are actually supposed to go together. And they believe that's why Psalm 43 has no title. Um, Another reason is that they are so similar, as if they are written at the same time about the same circumstances, right? So, of course, these Psalms can be taken separately, which is exactly what we'll be doing today. Um, So the writer is believed to be David as he was chased Uh, into exile from Jerusalem, either by Saul or Absalom, which of the two is more certain to have been Absalom? Uh, Even though we as believers know that God is never absent in our lives, right? And we we should know that. As believers, we know he's never absent from our lives. We can feel it, right? We can feel it at times. We can feel like he is at times. Um, And at times, circumstances, hardships, mental attitudes, and many other things can make it seem like that, right? It would be very fitting in times such as these to say, my soul yearns for God's presence. My soul yearns for God's presence, right? And that's exactly what David was saying through this time. He uh, was in exile, of course, from Jerusalem. They had chased him out. They were trying to kill him. Um, he was way up north of the country there, of the, of the land there. And it's just he felt that longing for for God, right? He felt that longing, and and I think that's such a beautiful thing if we can recognize that, if we can recognize the need in our life. Because for 25 years of my life, I didn't recognize that need. I didn't know what it was, right? And so I tried to fill it with everything possible, right? Everything of this world. And not until I came to Christ he filled that, right? He filled that need, and he sustained it. He sustains it still to this day, and, and so going back to David here, you know, he, he's feeling like that. It doesn't mean that he was forgotten by God, because God never leaves us nor forsakes us, amen, but he wasn't, but he just felt that way, right? We can get in those moods. We as believers, we as Christians, we get into those moods, right? My wife and I our 18th anniversary was Monday uh, last Monday, and uh, <laughs> we thought we were going to go and have a beautiful day, which we did, we still did, you know, and she wanted to go see Magnolia Silos in Waco. Sorry, I'm not crying. my eyes just I got allergies. Uh, no, I am crying because it was a beautiful experience, love, not. Just play. <laughs> so we went to, to Waco to go check out those Magnolia silos. Uh, something she's been wanting to do and it's fine right we go and it's beautiful right it's real pretty real serene real I mean just nice right and so you're walking around we're taking pictures and it's beautiful scenery how they decorated everything is awesome you know there's all kinds of food trucks there you know so brisket hamburger pizza whatever right so it's real nice just a very pleasant time and so around Three, we decided to come back home and we're gonna catch a place somewhere on this side of Austin to eat. So we're driving and the belt on our vehicle starts squeaking very loud. And I was like, oh, this isn't good. So I tried to let off the gas, you know, not push it too much. And then it gave way, it busted. And it was the belt that goes around the alternator. So of course now we're running off the battery, but it also runs a water pump. So the car starts to overheat. So we're overheating. I exit. There's an O'Reilly's. Cool. Should be able to get this part. No big deal. They didn't have it. They didn't have it in stock, and I don't know. They didn't want to check other O'Reilly's. Fine. Whatever. Just trust in the Lord, right? Look up mobile mechanics um, who can come help us and services. Mm, didn't really want to come out, right? It was Memorial Day. No one wanted to come out. One didn't answer. One didn't really feel like coming out. Okay, fine. Uh, Look around there, all the shops are closed. Um, Call our insurance to come tow us. They only cover 12 miles, we had to pay the rest. Okay, Uh, by chance, do we ride with the the tow truck? No, find your own ride, okay. Uh, By this time, my brother-in-law was already en route to go get us. And so that beautiful meal that we had looked forward to happened to be a a little Texaco or Exxon, I don't know what, a little gas station that was, um, you know, just served um, egg rolls, onion rings, and some pizza slices. So that was our dinner together, right? And then I, I put on a movie on our phone and we were watching it in the car and then the rain came and yeah. It, it was a crazy night. We didn't get home till um, about 1140. My brother-in-law and sister-in-law blessed them, God blessed them, loved them. They went home right after a little stretch because they had just driven like five hours you know straight um so they go home and uh it starts to rain we go inside the house we sync the phone to the tv so we can watch show the girls all the pictures right And about like on the fourth picture lightning hit somewhere and knocked out all the power power stays out till 3 a.m that morning then the tow truck finally arrived around midnight tow truck arrives with our vehicle right he, backs it into the driveway, tell him thank you, he leaves, and there we are with no power, you know, it's close to one, we go to bed, we get up, she gets up around five, I get up around 540 to go to work the next morning. It it was a very memorable anniversary, right, very memorable, but praise God, praise God for our relationship with him, and that even when I wanted to get angry, I was so angry that not so much that it happened, but I was angry that I had my wife in that situation. And I was so angry that I had her there and I couldn't do anything about it. And I remember just looking at the wall at O'Reilly's and I was like, I'm gonna punch this wall just to take out some anger, you know? And then my wife standing there with me and she just chuckles and just laughs. And she's like, what else can happen that that I could possibly even try to take away our joy? Nothing can you know, and when she's speaking these things, I was just like, Lord, I love this woman, you know, thank you for her in my life, thank you for having her here with me, thank you for giving me such a beautiful, wonderful wife, right, and so we did, we just, we enjoyed it, no matter what was happening, (laughs) we enjoyed that time together, so it was beautiful, right, so even during those times, though, we 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 knew that our our soul was just yearning and calling out to God and not only calling out to him but trusting in him trusting in him and what he would do what he could do and what he was going to ultimately do right and then after that is when I get the phone call from my son and he's telling me this about his desire to draw closer to God and I'm like I just start crying you know because it's like I just went through all this and what he just told me just blows all that away I just, it, it's completely forgotten. You know what I mean? It's as if it didn't even happen. It doesn't even matter because what I'm hearing from my son overwhelms all we just went through. Now I am crying. And it, you know, and it just overwhelms it. And it's so beautiful, right? It's so beautiful. So as we study our first point, the writer of the Psalm states exactly that. As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. The psalmist expresses his desire for God. The song begins with a poignant expression of longing for God himself using the image of thirst, right? And what an image to use because when we're thirsty, man, we're thirsty, right? Mouth all dry, chalky, and you just want that water where even a puddle looks appetizing at times, you know? But you're thirsty, you're thirsty. And so what an image to use. As Joel says in Joel 1.20, even the beasts of the field pant for you because the water brooks are dried up and fire has devoured the pastures of the wilderness. That's a deep inner thirst, right? The psalmist's innermost being was panted for God. His innermost being panted for God as an animal pants for the life-giving water. And then once having that water, knowing how it can please and satisfy, there is no substitute for that deer, for that animal. There's no substitute for that flowing brook that they know quenches their thirst, right? So completely, there's no substitute for them. And so in the same manner, having been in the presence of God and in the throng of the multitude praising God, the psalmist seeks and longs for the Lord knowing nothing else will suffice as he continues in his vivid description in verse 2 of how his soul thirsts for God, right? He continues describing how his soul is thirsting for God, how it yearns, how it longs to be in that corporate worship again. Knowing and believing only the Lord can meet his thirst as in Isaiah forty-one seventeen, when the poor and needy seek water and there is none and their tongue is parched with thirst I the Lord will answer them I the God of Israel will not forsake them what a wonderful beautiful promise from God that he will never you know forsake us amen God meets us in our need and rewards our diligent search and seeking of him. Jesus himself says in Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be satisfied. They shall be satisfied. I can't wait to see my son be satisfied by God. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear his testimony. I can't wait for him to tell me I'm satisfied now the lord has satisfied me amen i can't wait to hear that and in these uh these first five verses it seems as though the psalmist is not only speaking to god but to himself also and of course in a good way right sort of a pep talk you ever talk to yourself i have you know especially if i mess something up can't believe, oh, what a moron, or, or whatever, right? Yeah, oh, my gosh, knucklehead, I can't believe I did that again. Or, God forbid, you forget your wife's birthday or something, like, how did I do that? Which I haven't done, thank God. <laughs> I'm just using examples that I've heard about. But, so the psalmist here is sort of, not only is he speaking to God, of course, right, he's pouring his heart out, he's pouring himself out to the Lord, but he's kind of pep-talking himself, right? He's kind of pep-talking himself. Through the longing, through the hardship, and the separation came the mocking of, where is your God, right? We see that in the verse there where, what happens? You start to go through something, you start to go through a trial, and, and, and it seems like mockers come out of nowhere. The world, you know, neighbors. And unfortunately, sometimes even in the church, even believers want to mock or bring something against you. And it's horrible. It's horrible, right? He says, my tears have been my food day and night while they say to me all the day long, where's your God? Where's your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, How I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you cast down? Now, again, he's asking himself. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation. It's okay to talk to yourself to a point. Sometimes we have to pep talk ourselves. I know I had a pep talk with myself the other day, about two weeks ago, in the mirror. I was like, man, what's the matter with you? Don't you know who you are? Like, I was literally talking to the mirror. Like, Don't you know who you are in Christ? Don't you know who you are? Of course you do. Now follow him. Seek him and trust in him. Do that, right? Kind of a little pep talk to myself. So God knows where we're at, right? And in these five verses, he's kind of pep-talking himself. He's talking to the Lord, he's talking to himself. And, and through that longing, through the hardship, through the separation came that mocking, right? Of where is your God? And when the believers go through a trial, it seems as if the trial is sugar or something. And the mockers are ants and they just come out from everywhere and anywhere. And, and like I said, even, even within the church at times. You know, my wife and I have, have experienced that at a previous church, been hurt, and been hurt by the church, by the, by the believers in the church. And trust me, we, I mean, I learned from that now, but we left walking with God, and I'm not saying that was the right thing to do, but we did. We did for a while, about three, four years. We were just like, If this is what it is to be in the Lord's ways, forget it. If this is how it's going to be, forget it. If a loving brother can hurt me this much. And I wasn't right. I know it wasn't right. We know it wasn't right. And now going through this study, I, I look back at that and I'm like, man, Lord, Father, with your help, never again will I allow someone to dictate my walk with you. Father, with your strength, never again. With your Holy Spirit to guide me and to lead me, never again will I allow circumstances like that, people, trials to dictate my walk with you. And and I'll go over that a little later. He's recounting, this is David, right? He's recounting the times of corporate worship unto the Lord and how many believers seem to lose that memory, right? We seem to lose that memory during this COVID quarantine. Open up, churches are empty. It seems like how David is remembering that corporate worship it seems that the body of Christ has forgotten that corporate worship now we're we're coming back to it it seems like hopefully more and more but it seems a lot of the body forgot that corporate worship how important it is to come together as a body and praise the living God amen how worthy is he to receive our praise and worship David's was a physical and mental exile and though much of this period in our time was physical it was just as much mental as well right during this COVID quarantine time we can say to ourselves right we i'm sure a lot of people said why are you cast down O my soul and why are you in turmoil within me david had some serious reasons to be cast down his own son sought his death He was on the run, and within himself he began to doubt if he would be rescued, if he would be restored, if his life would return to normal. Sound familiar with what's been going on in this world and in this country? You see it plastered all over the news. Are we gonna return to normal? We see that, we hear that. It gets ingrained in us, right? And so we begin. Unfortunately, we begin to to doubt the word of God, God himself. And so we need to take the lesson of David where he, you know, hey, why are you in turmoil? Oh, soul of mine, why are you uh, you doubting? Why? Why? Right? We need to question ourselves at times. It's okay, like I said, to talk to ourselves to a point. Just don't answer yourself, right? That's what I've heard. Just don't answer yourself. But talk to yourself, pep yourself, pep talk yourself up, right? Talk to ourselves of who we are in the Lord, who exactly it is that we worship and serve. Amen. Lamentations 324 says, the Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. That needs to be our answer in those times of hardship and distress and despair and, and anxiety, desperation, right? Depression, all these things that hit us. Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in the Lord. Hope in the Lord. We must remember that David wasn't alone in his exile, just as in our lives there are believers and non-believers around us at all times, who, whether we want them to or not, look to us, Look to our example. We may not have asked for it, but it happens. And so what example are we giving them? We as believers of the Lord Jesus Christ, what example are we giving them? Had there been someone standing there watching us at that O'Reilly's when I was angry and I punched the wall and they knew that I'm a believer or my brother and, brother-in-law coming to pick me up if he would have gotten there and I would have had a busted up hand what type of example would that have been to him what type of example would that have been to them instead they arrive there and we're all laughing and joking which one and I'm not lifting ourselves up I'm saying that's just the Lord in our lives but which one was the better example for him to see Especially being in that turmoil of wanting a deeper relationship himself with the Lord, right? So what, which one was the better example, right? We're always examples to someone, whether we admit it or not, whether we want it or not. Especially if we're parents and we have children. Oh, man. We're always examples to someone. You can tell when kids are little, right? Right? little boy and his dad walks a certain ways that little boy trying to walk just like his father or one thing watch them play house one day or listen to them and they'll try to talk like you do I and they're they're mimicking mom or they're mimicking dad so we're examples we're examples all the time right what kind of example are we going to be? Amen? David was, uh, you know, separated physically from the temple, but he wasn't separated from the Lord, right? And so he's telling himself, right? So we need to recognize, in these times of hardship and trial, and not only then, but at all times, at all times, because God is so worthy, May we be able to recognize our soul yearning for God's presence, right? May we help those who don't know the Lord understand that what their soul is yearning for isn't more money, isn't more fame, isn't power, isn't notoriety, isn't any of those things. But what their soul is yearning is God's presence in their life. God's presence in their life, right? Being able to identify our soul's true desire, our soul may now wait in expectation of God's power. When we can recognize that it's the Lord that we're waiting upon and yearning for, Now we can trust in his word. Now we can trust in the power of his word and in the promises of his word. And we can wait now in expectation of his power, of all that he's done before he will and can do once again, amen? So now being able to identify that our soul's true desire um, is that desire for the Lord, for a deeper relationship with him. Now we can wait in expectation of what God's gonna do, right? Just like I'm waiting for what he's gonna do in my son's life. I I look forward. I look forward to seeing his power manifested through my son's life, right? So beginning in verse six, the psalmist essentially says, because I am feeling downcast, I will then remember you and all that you have done. In Deuteronomy three, and, and you can read pretty much verses one through 22, We can read of God's conquest through his people Israel in and around the land south of Mount Hermon and around the River Jordan. This is exactly where David is talking that he's at right now, right? So this places David somewhere north of the Sea of Galilee and Mount Mizar. And during this portion of scripture, not only does God bring victories to his people, right, in Deuteronomy there, But he also promises, I think it's verse 21 or 22, he also promises to do the same in the future. Right? To do the same in the future. We must remind our soul of God's saving power. We need to remind ourselves of what God can do, has done, and will do once again. That's why it's such an awesome thing to share our testimony. Not only are we speaking it and sharing it with someone who may be hearing it for the first time, but you know who else is hearing it? You are. And you're like, oh man, God did do that for me. Because we tend to forget. We tend to forget at times. And so it's a beautiful thing to share a testimony. People hear it for the first time, and then you hear it again. Like, oh man, yeah. God helped me through that. He can help me through this. If that was nothing for him, this will be nothing for him right and so we can pump ourselves up we can pep talk ourselves up in the Lord in his word remembering what he's done and how he can bring it about again right and so during the, this portion of scriptures not only um, God bringing that victory but he's promising right and so that's what David's kind of remembering hey he brought victory to this land that I'm walking in right now he brought the people of Israel all kinds of victories through here. And even though I'm walking in exile in this place right now, i got to remember what God did before. i got to remember what God did before and how he can bring victory once again, right? He remembers God's saving power. Jonah 2.7. When my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. As we continue, uh, well, I'm sorry, before we continue right there, Jonah is where? He's in the belly of a fish, and he's praying his prayer. He's remembering, right? He's remembering what God has done, had done, and can do. And so his prayer is showing his belief, amen? And then we continue here in in verse 7 of Psalm 42, right, where it says deep calls deep. And verse 7 has been said to mean that the deep of our soul calls out to the deep of God, right? And and while I don't discount that, because I can certainly agree with the overwhelming roar of our soul's distress, right? Kind of like that waterfall that the Word of God describes there that overwhelming roar of distress that our soul is calling out just oh i want something and we don't know what it is right and we're trying to fill it with all kinds of stuff and it's an overwhelming roar of distress right but it's being met it's being more than met by god's overpowering grace mercy and love and i know for everyone who's a believer we've met That overpowering grace, mercy, and love of the Lord. That even I, this horrible sinner, can be forgiven. And we we remember that, and we know that, and we read that, and we learn that, right? Wherever I'm at, whatever I was in, it's forgiven. It's forgotten. God's overpowering love, right? Right? can overpower that that loud distress call from our soul but i also want to want to share another thing that i that i uh i picked up here in verse seven and along with that right i want to share on the difference between the water here in verse seven and way back in verse one and in verse one When we're seeking the Lord, we seek, what, a peaceful flowing stream, but that God can only provide. Only God can provide it. That peaceful flowing stream, right? And here in verse 7, we are at times caught in loud torrents of rain, right? And lately here, we've got a lot of rain, which is, like, not normal to us. You know, my wife and I were like, whoa. I mean, we love it right? The green grass and everything, usually everything's dead by now. I'm mowing my dirt, not my lawn. But it's beautiful to see this green grass and trees, everything growing, right? And the weather's not too hot. That's awesome. Because I'm not a big fan of triple digit heat, you know, but it is what it is. So it's a little different. But in verse one, we seek a peaceful flowing stream that only God can provide. Here in verse seven, it's talking about waterfalls, loud waterfalls, wave after wave crashing and beating, right? And so in our lives, we, we get caught in those loud torrents of rain, those loud and pounding waterfalls where it seems like just never stopping, right? Never stop. Something comes and right after something else comes. You have a flat tire, you go to pull out your spare and that thing is flat. And then, you know, You go to unhook it and you wrench slips and bust a knuckle. And it just seems like a waterfall, right? Something on top and on top and bam, 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 bam. Just pounding and pounding and pounding. And these are brought on, of course, because of living in this fallen sinful world that we do live in at times. At other times, it's our own works or our own hands that bring about these things. Of course, there's an enemy that wants to bring things our way also. But still yet, because of correction or growth needing to be done in our lives, sometimes it's our Father allowing that to happen. And so we got to trust in Him, right? He's trying to accomplish something in our lives. Maybe Jimmy needs more patience, and that's why nothing was open that day. (laughs) And he had to wait and wait and wait. And so the Lord's working on me right? But during these types of times, I believe we can hold on to that saying, and I I don't know who actually said it first, but where they say, not all storms come to disrupt your life, some come to clear your path, I think we can really hold on to that, because not everything that comes our way is, oh my gosh, it's going to clear a path for a moment of clarity, be like, oh, 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 okay, God, that's what you're trying to show me. But I'm such a hard headed fool at times that I don't see it unless you clear it out for me. Oh, okay. Clear out all the other distractions. Thank you, Lord. So our souls may wait expectantly in God's power, as Jonah did in chapter 2 1 through 10. Um, Again, he's in that belly of the fish, and he's he's praying, and he's seeking the Lord, and he's believing in what God is going to do, how he's going to save him and rescue him from that fish who was at the depths of the ocean. Don't know how deep. But the end of that chapter ends with the fish being commanded to come up and vomit Jonah out onto the land, right? So he believed that God would rescue him, right? So he prayed in anticipation of God's saving power. We are never left as orphans. God in either day or nighttime will never forsake us. And thus his song, his song of praise, as the verse says there, right? Steadfast love in the day and his song at night, right? His song of praise shall always be on our lips. His song, right? It's his song, his song of praise should and should always be on our lips. Prayers always lifted up unto the God of our life. We should be singing that song unto the Lord, day or night, no matter what comes our way. Or we could say, God is good, God is good, no matter what. Sickness, illness, death in the family, God is good. God is good no matter what, right? We can sing that song, sing that song unto him. His song of praise shall be on our lips, and as we begin to study over the last three verses here, we see that they are almost a mirror image of verses three, four, and five. These verses here, nine, ten, and eleven, are almost that sort of pep talk again, right, that David is having with himself of course he's speaking with the Lord he's talking with God but he's kind of like pep talking himself right so verses 9 10 11 David's not condemning God or accusing him but instead it is that sort of pep talk once again because we hardly ever feel what we see or vice versa we hardly ever see what we feel right and I'm talking about like in each other's lives because we can tell each other I'm doing good And if you don't know me, oh, okay, he's doing good. But if you know me, like my wife knows me, you know, and she'll come and be like, babe, what's wrong? Nothing, no, something's wrong. Something's going on. You're thinking about something, something's bothering you, you know, something's causing you pain, either physically or emotionally. You're thinking of something because you're a little abstract there, you know, like "Mm, not really listening. And so, but we never really, if we don't know each other, we can't pick up on that, right? We can't pick up on that. And so, we hardly ever feel that, feel the way we see or see the way we feel. And David knows that God hasn't left him. He hasn't forsaken him. He hadn't forgotten him. But within him, right? Right? David knew like God hasn't left me but within him for some reason right for some reason within him he didn't feel okay he didn't feel okay and that lyric from that song comes to mind it's okay to not be okay it's okay to admit that to one another to pray for one another because how else is it going to be corrected or prayed for how else am I going to pray for you if I don't know how to pray for you hey brother you need some prayer I'm okay hear later on you know all kinds of stuff going that he's going through like so it's okay to not be okay this is so true when we speak with ourselves be truthful to yourself be truthful to ourselves lord i'm hurting admit that it's okay to admit that lord i'm second guessing this i don't know why i'm having trouble with this lord i need you right i need you to help me trust in you. I need some supernatural faith for this instance. When we speak to one another, especially when we speak to our father, right, especially to God, he knows it already. He knows what we're going through. He just wants to see our faith when we bring it to him, when we bring it to him. What isn't okay is for us to stay in the state of mind and not allow the power of God to strengthen us so that we may say as David did in 2 Samuel 22, he said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. See, we need to get to that point where we can say that. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, right? David speaks of having a nagging deadly wound in his bones, maybe like a broken bone in which an infection had set in, and if left unchecked and uncared for, it can lead to deadly consequences. The lesson being, if we buy into the taunts of our adversaries, it can lead to deadly consequences of unfaithfulness, doubting God, or putting God on the shelf and trusting in ourselves instead. See, we must tend to these mockings before they influence our trust in God and forget his power and thus live a defeated life in Christ. And we see those people, we hear about those people, the, the I used to's, I used to teach, I used to be a pastor, I used to attend church, I used, and we were that for a while. Oh, we used to go to church. Well, what happened? Well, we were hurt, so we didn't go back. And I know there's people like that out here, right? But we can't allow that to dictate our walk with the Lord. David wasn't going to allow it, even though he had been chased out. They were trying to kill him. He was in exile. He kept coming back to the Lord, right? He kept coming back. He kept saying, right, that he was going to praise God again. So we can't allow those mockings to influence our trust in God and forget his power and thus live a defeated life in Christ. David repeats verse Uh, verse 5 word for word here in verse 11 right I'll read it why are you cast down O my soul and why are you in turmoil within me hope in God for I shall again praise him my salvation and my God so verse word for word David repeats it, and of course, we know psalms are songs, but also when you read the Bible, when something's repeated, it's to take note of, to take note of it. It's, 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 it's important. It's important, right? It's worth noting. He tells himself once again, why are you cast down, and why are you in turmoil?" so to speak. He's saying, okay, we are here in this position, but we are not staying here because we are going to remember God's goodness and all that he has done for us. We're going to wait in expectation of the Lord's power to help strengthen and rescue us once again. So as we get close to to finishing here, in this life, we may face people, hardships, and the enemy who will all try to have us quit on God or to see our walk as a lost cause, right? I don't know how many have been there, but I've been there. A ministry as a lost cause. I don't see no growth. I only have one student in the youth, and it's my own. Lord, did I hear you right when you said to go ahead and? and do the youth ministry? Did I hear you right, Father? And then to see him grow that ministry to over 25, it's all God. So we can face those people, those hardships in the enemy who would try to have us quit on God or to see our walk as a lost cause, see our ministry as a lost cause or to see our families, our lost family members and friends, coworkers either a lost cause. My father came to know the Lord past 70 years old he was. He wasn't a lost cause. And then the Lord took him like six months later. And now he's in heaven. There are no lost causes. There are no lost causes in Christ. But if we are believers, if God has been good to us, and I know he's been good to us, no one in here can tell me that God has not been good to them. Because if you're saved, if you're saved, if you're a believer, God's been good to you because he allowed you salvation through Christ. So, that, I mean, even if he does nothing else for us, that one time is good enough, right? It's perfect. That's awesome. That's more than enough. But he continues to bless us and give us. And be with us and strengthen us so he most certainly has been good then he is too good to quit on or to allow situations hardships and others to dictate our relationship with him we must remember the power that he has showed through the creation of this universe through our lives and every living being he has showed his power through the virgin birth of his son Jesus And especially through the resurrection of his son, right? He's shown his power time and time and time and time again. This power is there. This power is available. Our souls must wait in expectation of this power as we pray and believe. We have to pray expecting. We have to pray expecting God to move because he will because he's true to his word. That's why it's so important to pray scripture incorporate scripture into your prayer he's so true to his word prayer and expectation we must yearn for our god whether we're going through something or not we must yearn for him just daily oh i long to be with you father for the rest of eternity. I love my wife, I love my children, I love what I'm doing here on this earth, Father, but if you gave me the opportunity to go home, I love you, I'd be there, quick. No, we must yearn for our God because of who he is, a loving Father God, not because of what he can do, But because he is true to his word, we can wait in expectation of all his promises in his word. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, um, as we come before you, Lord, just glorifying you and exalting you, lifting you up, thanking you, Father God, for this time. Thanking you, Father God, for your word and for your presence. Father, we thank you for just being so true to us, Lord, and so caring for us, Lord. We ask that you would come and just have your way, Lord God, here with us. And Father God, I pray for everyone here, that Father, if there, not be, if there be anyone who doesn't know you as their personal Lord and Savior, if they don't know your son Jesus, as the savior of their life lord god or anyone um watching online lord i pray that they would take this opportunity and pray this prayer father and so lord we 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 do come before you lord and we ask father god and if this is you if you've never received the lord jesus christ as your own personal lord and savior i ask that you would repeat this prayer with me lord I admit that I'm a sinner and I realize and understand that I'm in need of a Savior. I call upon your Son Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I thank you for dying on that cross for me and I thank you for the new life that you have entrusted me with. And I ask and invite you to come live in me every day of my life and help me through your Holy Spirit grow in you. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you've prayed that prayer, I pray that you would get connected with the church, with a Bible teaching church. I pray that God would send his Holy Spirit to, to lead you and to guide you, and that he would bring believers around you to help you in your walk and in your growth. And Father, I also want to pray For all of us, Lord God, as we heard your word, Lord God, and how important it is to just yearn after you, Lord, to realize and to recognize, Lord God, that our soul just cries out for you and how important it is to take time off, to take a break, to shut that TV down or to put that phone down and to put that book down, Lord God, and to just reach out to you. And to just have that one-on-one time with you, Father God, and just satisfy that yearning of our soul of how it's just calling out to you, wanting to draw nearer and closer to you, Father God. So, Father, if that's us here today, I pray that you would just help us, or God, seek you in every manner. And, Father God, to know that we can just trust in you because you are so true to your word. That you will show up mightily in our lives and through our prayers. That you will make yourself so available to those loved ones, to those family members that we pray for. And it seems hard. It seems like nothing's going on. But yet, Father, then you just show up. You just show up in all your splendor and all your glory and all your majesty. And you just move powerfully as only you can so father we do pray for that lord god i pray for everyone here that they not forget that they not give up no matter where they're at in their walk with you that father god it would be strengthened because they call upon you and you would strengthen it lord god you would sustain them lord so father i just pray all this in the blessed name of jesus
0: Remember, if you need to get more information on the church, you can do that at CalvaryDivine.org. God bless.